welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's safety chat. Hi, this is Nick Coya with the Portage County Safety Council, and I'm here with Ryan from the Portage County Emergency Management Association. Hi, Ryan. How you doing, Nick? Doing good. So tell us, Ryan, a little bit about what you do in Portage County. So the Emergency Management Agency is, is the local entity charged with increasing the preparedness of the county to respond to all hazards, whether natural disasters, man-made, nuclear power plants, hazmat spills, tornadoes. We prepare for all hazards in the county to get that collaboration at the local level and make sure we respond and recover. Now, that's an important piece. It helps, you know, the the emergency personnel respond properly to that, have some type of plan of action in place. But I think a key part of that, too, is businesses planning for emergencies properly, too. Absolutely. I mean, the businesses are the centerpiece of the county. They're our economic threshold. Yeah. And there's a lot of pieces that are required for businesses that they might not be aware of. You know, they understand that OSHA exists and there's these OSHA regulations. But there's some additional reporting requirements when it comes to chemical storage within your facility that they may need to do, correct? Absolutely. One of the biggest important parts of uh, any industry is if they have a certain threshold of certain chemicals, they have to report that to the local emergency planning committee. So organizations know that they have certain reporting requirements when it comes to OSHA. OSHA is a pretty well-known thing for businesses, and they respond to that well. But what they might not be aware of is that there's reporting requirements and additional safety requirements related to chemicals, and specifically that they have to report certain chemicals. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So we're talking about two different kinds of chemicals. One is extremely hazardous substance, and one is just hazardous substance. Based on a threshold planning quantity, or TPQ, they may have to report those substances. So typically, when you're looking at extremely hazardous, it's 500 pounds, or when you're looking at hazardous, it's 10,000 pounds. So how would I differentiate between the two? Is there a chart or a website out there that I can go to when I'm going through my inventory? It's easy for one side, it's not easy for the other. So so when you're looking at the EHS or extremely hazardous substance, there's something called a list of lists. And it's actually listed on there, 359 different chemicals that have to report it a certain quantity. If you've had to follow OSHA hazard communication, then it's over 10,000 pounds you'll have to report. So that's the key piece. I think what people didn't catch initially in the presentation, and even I was like, oh, if it's on the OSHA HASCOM program, I got to report it. But there's that stipulation and 10,000 pounds of the product in my facility. Absolutely. Now, the only exception to that is that the extremely hazardous substance, and where would I find that list at? Is it on the EMA's website, or where can I pull that list? A couple from? different areas. You can go to US EPA and look up EPCRA, and that list of lists will be there, as well as Ohio CERC. There's an industry manual that has a list of lists built in. Everything they need to know from an industry standpoint is right in that manual on Ohio CERC's website. So once I determine that I'm over this exposure, I have more than 500 pounds of those extremely hazardous substances or 10,000 pounds of my normal hazardous materials in my facility, where do I need to report this? Does this come to you if I'm an employer here in Portage County? Do I send it to a fire department? What do I need to do with this information? It goes to three different locations. One is Ohio CERC or State Emergency Response Commission. The next is the Local Emergency Planning Committee, which is under the local emergency management office here in Portage County and the local fire department. All right. So I got to report this out to three different locations. And do I do this one time when I first start my business and I never touch it again? Or is this something that I end up doing every year? This is an annual report and it's due by March 1st of every year. And we'll get them, you know, months beforehand, but usually everybody tries to get them right by that March 1st deadline. All right. So it's a good piece for us to put on our calendars, those that are running the safety programs in a business that, hey, we need to evaluate this come January because by March 1st, I have a deadline of reporting to do. Right. And just because it's March 1st, 2018 doesn't mean you're reporting what you have right then and there 2018. You're actually reporting the year before. So whatever you had on site, stored, produced for a whole month of 2017, a whole year of 2017 is reported by March 1st, 2018. 
Okay, so we have to go back and keep good yep. records. And vice versa for 2019. Okay, so that's that's good information because I think a lot of people don't understand that. And I think it's also important they understand the importance of sending that information to the local fire department because they're the first ones on scene and the business may be closed. And the firefighters want to know what they're dealing with. So what happens with that information? Does the dispatch center, is it, are they able to keep that? Or how do we get that to the firefighters in the field then? We develop a whole comprehensive preparedness program off it. So we, we warn dispatchers. We develop chem, uh, chemical emergency response plans. We work with, work with the local fire department, police departments, public health, hospital to prepare for these chemical emergencies. But we can't do that without the Tier 2 report. If we don't know you're there, then we can't prepare for you. So that reporting really is important because it starts with the business owner, and then that's what drives the change across the rest of the agencies. It could mean the extreme safety of that first responder reporting to responding to that incident. All right. So this is really good information. I think that our uh, listeners really need to you know, kind of take a look at your inventory and uh, take an exam of what you have and determine if you're going to fall in these quantities. If they have additional questions or they're just not sure how to go down this road, are there some resources out there to help them? You can always go online. You can go to the Portage County website, Emergency Management, and there's a whole section of the LEPC, Ohio CERC, or just give us a call or email. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming out, doing this podcast. We also thank you for doing the Portage County Safety Council's monthly presentation. Have a great day, and everyone be safe out there. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.